Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome back to the show. Good morning, good morning. Joining us now is Matt Mandel. Matt is a man of many hats in the town of Westport. And among them is that he's been a member of the RTM for a long time. He chairs committees. He serves on other committees. He's also been a board member of Earth Place. He's credited for spearheading campaigns to save a bunch of open space in the community. And he also gave a speech, a really wonderful speech, not too long ago on the floor of the RTM in response to the rise of anti-Semitism in the country, uh, which he felt was something that people in Westport in particular needed to pay attention to. Matt Mandel, welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Hi. Hey, Lisa. Thank you for having me on. Always yeah. good to talk to you. Well, let's begin with the anti-Semitism, and then we'll go to this extraordinary application uh, and the various conflicts of interest that have surfaced with respect to um, something uh, in the Hiawatha region of town. But I want to go to the anti-Semitism yeah, first. Absolutely. The, other, the, the, the yeah. second one pales by comparison as to the impact of what it's, what's occurring. So, okay, so let's go to the anti-Semitism. And let me just preface this by saying, I think it was just yesterday, but I'm losing track of time. It could have been the day before yesterday. Andrew Goldberg was on our show. He gave his point of view about what happened. Of course, admittedly, his only point of view, right? In every situation, you'll have three or four sides. But it's caused a tremendous amount of response. The the head of the board of Edley Goldstein is herself Jewish. She wrote a response. A rabbi who lives in Westport wrote a response. Everybody's got a response. And the bottom line is that what Mr. Goldberg is complaining of isn't as much that there's rampant anti-Semitism in, within the schools as what he felt was the lack of an adequate response of the school system to this particular incident of recurrent harassment. And uh, you felt the need to, to speak in front of the RTM about this in general. So talk to us, Matt Mandel. Talk to us. Well, I gave the speech before I had heard about the allegations uh, within the school system. And so I'm going to stay away from the school. Uh, I think that's just a specific piece that's occurring. I know that there's going to be a talk in January to try to understand what occurred in more detail but let's talk about it more globally about what's occurring in, in our country. 
Um, the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, which is basically the spokesperson for the, the Jewish people and anti-hate overall, uh, has said that last year there was a 100% increase of anti-Semitic incidents in, in the country. And that since October 7th, there has been over 400% to 500% increase. And it's getting people worried. And so there's two folds here. One is, is talking to the Jewish population and saying, yeah, this is something we should begin to worry about. Uh, it just because we're living in America and we think we're safe here. Uh, in 1933, uh, the most integrated Jewish uh, population ever uh, was on the cusp of the final solution and didn't realize that it could happen there. And, you know, I'm a little worried that maybe this could happen here as well, because you see the rise of uh, white supremacy. And also now we're seeing things that we never thought of from the left, the anti-Semitism from the left. So it's the left and the right that are both becoming hugely anti-Semitic. I know. It's, um, you know, my, my son-in-law, Yotam, who's Israeli, he, he said to me, I thought he put it rather brilliantly, Matt. We're chatting with Matt Mandel. He said, there's, you know, Lisa, there's two kinds of anti-Semitism. There's lowbrow and highbrow. And the lowbrow are the Nazi symbols, and we're sort of used to that from the right, right? We know what that is. We can confront that. We understand that. That's the familiar anti-Semitism. He yeah. said, but then you get the highbrow anti-Semitism, the anti-Semitism that disguises itself by calling uh, Israelis colonialists and the Jews are oppressors, and they come from the intellectuals. And so that's the highbrow anti-Semitism. I thought that was rather brilliant as an observation. Yeah, I, I, like, I like that too. I, 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 that's a very good way of saying it. it it's the intellectual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And that comes you know, also in the universities right. where they're trying to teach our children that that's the case. But I think they're missing part of the education. That's what the ADL is talking about, is that we need to educate people on what's actually occurring. The uh, Jews are the indigenous people of Israel, as much as maybe some of the Palestinians as well. And so how can they be colonialists in their own country, in their own place? So there has to be some education there as well. And then you've got the, the college students that are following this line and suddenly rallying. And walking down, you know, the streets together and saying from the river to the sea. Well, the river to the sea is not a freedom fighter um, uh, slogan. It's, it's a credo for the destruction of Israel and the Jewish people in that area. It is genocide. It's calling for genocide. And they don't even know that that's what that is. They're how do you, just how do you know they don't good. know, Matt? How do you know they don't know? I would, well, I would take issue. Some of them don't know. A lot of them now know. And they still say it. Well, that's even worse, isn't it? Yes. Well, a, a, a friend of mine's son who uh, saw my speech, he's in, in the university, and I won't use his name, but he said that I could use his quote. And what he says, it's so infuriating to see people that I know brainwashed and making blatantly anti-Semitic claims with pride. He goes, not that many friends in school of mine are Jewish, so sometimes I feel isolated when dealing with these feelings of pain and confusion. And what he wonders most is, is he goes, how are so many people, are they filled with so much hate? So where's the hate coming from that they, they have to rise up and walk down the street and say these things? And it's not just from river to the sea. It's, you know, the Nazis didn't finish the job or okay. that uh, kill the Jews. This is something that has nothing to do with Israel. It's, you know, there was anti-Semitism before Israel. And now it's just coming out. I see what's occurring in Israel now is just the most recent and convenient, convenient excuse for anti-Semitism that already existed in our society. 
Well, you have to look at things. You've got to look at the billions of dollars that have been spent by certain enemies of Israel and Arab countries with the quid pro quo that they got visas for their students to be here. Remember, MIT didn't want to punish the students who broke the laws about demonstrations on their campus and harassed individuals because they were afraid that it would involve the revoking of visas of their students. So you've got a lot of non-American students here. You just do from those countries. You have the buying off with quid pro quos of professors. And, you know, the irony of all of this is Brett Stevens wrote a brilliant piece, I thought, in The Times, where he said this is a generation that has been raised on being sensitive to microaggressions and has been taught to supposedly become the most tolerant generation of all generations. And now look at this. Right. They don't seem to be tolerant of, of, of Jews, and they seem to advocate for anti-Semitism rather than understanding that we're aligned with that. And that's what Chuck Schumer was talking about on the floor of the Senate when he, he said, does social justice apply to Jews? And it should just as much as any other minority or any other group. But with Jews, it's, this is a long-term thing. It's like we have been persecuted in every place we've been. And my fear is we have no other place to go at this point. We, we, when we get thrown out of a place such as Spain in, in the 1400s, we, we ended up in Turkey, and then they got rid of us. And, you know, in Europe, we all left, and, you know, they went, some went to Israel, some went to, to America. I mean, we have almost as many Jews in America as we do in Israel. But where are we supposed to go now if the same thing occurs again that's occurred all through this? Israel. So, uh, well, Israel. But then what? Then we're surrounded again by all the enemies. That's that's what the Israelis are. I know, you know, we've had this conversation at our dinner table, Matt, as a family. We've had this conversation. Is it time to think about, if not for us, for our children? My granddaughter, God willing, is going to be born within eight weeks. Is she going to be safe here in the same way that we have felt safe? I don't know. Well, the, the, the issue is, is, is we can't stand alone. We, we have to find partners. We have to find people who are interested in, in saying, hey, enough, that we all should be able to live together in peace. And that's part of what the ADL is, is saying, that if you hear something that you find offensive, if you hear it as a problem and you're in close proximity, it's people that you know, you have to start talking to them. You have to start educating people and saying, hey, this is what's going on. If we can't find partners to to aid us in this new wave, then we've got a problem. And so it's not just uh, getting Jewish people in the community to understand that, yes, there's a rising threat and that we have to deal with it. It's now reaching out to our friends, talking to them and saying, hey, here's the issue. Here's why we're uptight. And how can you help us? And, you know, you never know that they may talk to someone and someone might, and they might talk to someone else. And slowly we can put something together that then protects this community. Otherwise, we're going to be in the same place we were in the 1930s in Germany. And that is my greatest fear. I have faith in American Americans. I have particular faith in the vast majority of Christian Americans in this country. I just do. But I could be wrong. I don't want to be a jerk about it. I don't want to be, you know. But I just, I feel like, you know, I have chosen my friends over my lifetime. And most of my friends are not Jewish. And I cannot tell you the support that I have received from them. It's, it's quite remarkable, Matt. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm finding a lot of support recently from friends of mine as well. They're saying this, is, this has gotten out of hand. This is a problem. And I'm pleased by hearing that. Yeah. But I think more and more people need to uh, know about it 
and understand that this is an issue that that Jews are not just paranoid. You know, the old phrase no. is, is right. just because you're paranoid, paranoid doesn't mean doesn't they're not mean they're not really you. against you. I yeah. know. And, 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 <laughs> I grew up so, with that. Yeah. So it's a matter of education. It, it's a matter of being proactive and it's a matter of being vigilant and, and understanding what's going on. And I think we can find this, you know, uh, group to work together with. And it's out there, and that's the only way it's going to work, because I don't think Jews can be alone. Um, and, and, you know, President Biden said, you know, to Israel, you know, you will never stand alone as long as America exists. Well, I'm hoping that Jews in America, you know, will not stand alone as long as America exists. I think that would be a, a good thing to occur. So, Matt Mandel, so, and thank you for speaking out in the RTM. Was there a response afterwards among your colleagues in the RTM? Well, most of them were pleased uh, that I did it. Uh, they, it was unexpected. It's not something that's normally done in the RTM, but I, I did ask if I could have five minutes of, of time, and, and that's really what it was. It was actually five minutes and 50 seconds worth. So, you know, dramatic pauses. It took me a little longer to, to, to say what I wanted <laughs> to say. But it was a good response, and I've gotten a very good response from the community as well because uh, the you know Dan Woog put it out there on his blog, and it was mentioned in the press, and I've sent it out as well, and that's my goal. And one of the things, I went to the ADL um, talk on, on Monday night, and one of the things they said was elected officials should be stepping up and telling people what's going on and, and taking the lead, and, and that's, where, that's why I'm here today talking with you. I think it's important for us who are leaders in the community, elected officials, to step up and you know, work with, with Jewish other elected officials and work with non-Jewish people, because it, it, all of us together is what we need to do. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. So, and Matt Mandel, what about your other political or further political ambitions? Do you have any? Yeah, um, you know, I would like to uh, go to, the, to Hartford as a state representative. I've said that before. Um, Jonathan Steinberg is doing a fine job uh, at, at the moment up there. And, and so um, I'm just sort of the, the lady in waiting as, as okay. far as I'm concerned. And, uh, <laughs> but, 
you know, if, but what if, about if first selectmen? Are... Wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. It pays better. It's a full-time job. You live in the town. There isn't any hat you haven't worn in the town already. Why not run for first selectman? Yeah, a bunch of people have brought that forward. And, it's, you know, it's not quite my personality. How do you but... know? What are you talking I... about? Yeah, I don't know. I, I find myself better as a legislator. I think I might be able to do better in convincing the rest of the state on what we're supposed to be doing, not just in anti-Semitism. I mean, a lot of things are out there, protecting, protecting women's rights, uh, making sure that we're not overcharged for tickets when we go to a concert. I mean, things like that need to be taken care of at the <laughs> state level, not just uh, down here in, in, in Westport. Well, speaking of state levels, I know you've been pretty outspoken on our land use policies coming from the state, but you are responsible for uncovering, I would say, quite a little bit of a, if not a scandal, certainly a big eyebrow-raising alert with respect to a proposed enormous building in an area of Westport that is now being proposed by people who fought development of that same neighborhood. Can you explain? Oh, no, I can't explain it. <laughs> no, no, but explain the facts. Explain oh, the I facts. can explain the facts. I can't yeah. explain the background. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you, you know, you can't believe it's actually occurring. Um, the, the facts are that the former chair of the Planning and Zoning Commission, who was one of the most vociferous people against 830G applications and overdevelopment, is now representing a property on Hiawatha Lane, which is right down the street from the, from the project that was so uh, fought by everybody in town. So she is now uh, representing the, the property owners of it, and the property address is the current address of a sitting commission member. So you, you really can't make up this, this conflict that, that's here, both um, optically and, and possibly financially as well. Has Patricia Zuccaro, who's the person you're referencing on the Planning and Zoning Commission, has she already announced that she will be recusing herself from the application? No, uh, there's, there's been no word at all. Uh, I think the press reached out, but there hasn't been something. Look, I don't really know what her exact um, you know, situation is here other than it's her address and that it is, uh, the property is owned by her family. Uh, well, that's enough. Be, no, 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 but that's enough involved. to have to obviously recuse yourself oh. from the application. I mean, obviously. Absolutely. And I'm, and I'm hoping that would be the case. But, but, you know? but the background of this is that this is an area that has been subjected to and been the party to tremendous litigation in order to keep these homes modest, single-family homes in this part of town. And Kathy Walsh has been leading the charge. It was she who uncovered that, in fact, these houses had a deed restriction that attempted to keep them as single-family modest homes. She, unfortunately for her, unsuccessfully has been arguing the point. Uh, the town ended up caving to a settlement, allowing 100-plus development to go on in this neighborhood. And now it looks like, and I'll just say colloquially, it looks like, well, if you can't beat them, join them. And so she's joining them in a very big way. Um, yeah, it would be hard to believe that the person who was against something is now a proponent of it. And here's the interesting thing about the Hiawatha area. Uh, it's, it, people call it naturally affordable because it's uh, smaller houses, smaller lots. The price point for buying in is it. And so that is actually what the state has been saying we're supposed to have, middle housing. 
middle housing meaning you know small multifamily and these prop the two properties that are involved here are both small multifamily they're actually what the state says we're supposed to be building but because of their price point uh, developers have been coming in here and buying these up at a lower rate and then want to then bring in these 830G. So they're going to take these two small properties that currently have, I think, three or four units on them and make it 42 units, five stories tall. But in actuality, it's seven stories because the garage is raised above the ground and then you've got the pitched roof above it. It's going to tower over everything. And the, the amount of traffic that we don't even know what's going to come from the other 167 units um, uh, project. What's that going to do in this small little cul-de-sac that exists in this area? It's, it's you know, beyond me. That's the problem with 830G, is that it allows a developer, a blunt instrument, to come in and do what they want and put the burden of proof on the town, which is very difficult to argue. Is there health and, health and safety issues to stop the development? There may not be. Now we get another one. And if I'm the next-door neighbor, I'm going to be looking to sell to the next developer as well because oh, they're yeah. going to want out. You're right. It's going to be happens. a mini city in Westport, a mini right. city. And it, exactly. You get the cascading effect yes. of, of it because no one's going to want to live next to it. You, know, you wanted to live in a single-family home in a small oh. neighborhood, and now you've got a monstrosity next to you. So sad. It's so pathetic. It's so wrong. So I know that's to, why you want to go to Hartford. I know, I know. Yeah, and I think that's where I would be best served to, to go up there and be able to advocate for my community and other communities around us. Uh, well, you know if we, Jonathan Steinberg intends to stay another 10 years, Matt, we can't lose you. So consider running for something uh, else. So, so quickly, just to let you know that we uh, passed uh, an affordable housing fund in Westport in October. And just on Monday night, the PNZ set a rate for uh, a fee to start filling it. Okay. And uh, that will be codified by the RTM in the beginning of next year. And we will be able to raise funds, put it into our affordable housing trust fund, and be able to build our own affordable housing. And what would, the goal would be is to pick a property, do it politely and nicely with the neighbors, yeah. and it would all be 100% affordable. Yeah, and make and so it like small scale, little houses, this, the single family yeah. little ranches that people actually love living in, or townhouses that people right, want to be in. Or some nice townhouses where yeah. they're appropriately placed at exactly. our discretion. I agree. Local control, right, local control the way it's supposed to be. So this is something I've been advocating for and will continue to do so and be in opposition to 830G because it drives me nuts to see that two little properties are going to become, you know, a gigantic apartment building. Matt Mandel, thank you so much for your advocacy, for paying attention to these issues, and for coming on the show. And happy holidays. Happy New Year. Look forward Absolutely. to seeing you around town. Right. Happy holidays to everybody, uh, and, and hope you have a great time and a good New Year in 2024. Matt Mandel on the Lisa Wexler Show. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 